Welcome to Slug's bi-weekly Slug Soundwaves podcast. Here, in our print mag and on slugmag.com, enjoy our curated content that highlights the best of Utah's alternative and underrepresented music, arts, events, and community subcultures. If Slug has benefited you or someone you love, consider contributing to sustain our existence. Head to slugmag.com donate to join our community of donors. KRCL was founded in 1979 to bring a more diverse voice to Salt Lake City and surrounding areas. KRCL is community-funded and supported, which allows diverse, commercial-free programming that varies from indie to hip-hop, blues to bluegrass, metal, punk, indigenous, and bilingual programs. And every weekday at 6 p.m., KRCL's Radioactive brings you grassroots activism and civic engagement with punk rock, farming, and live local music on Fridays. Tune in to KRCL at 90.9 FM, stream at krcl.org, or download the app in the App Store. Shh! Are you listening? This is Slug Soundwaves. Lost in my opinion and you get lost in yours. We're strangers to the truth, we're both the living proof. How long do you want to live behind these closed doors? And I'd rather be broken than keep pretending that we are whole. So my name is Micah, M-Y-K-A-H. I'm an independent artist based out of Salt Lake City, Utah. And I'm originally from Portland, Oregon, up in the Northwest. I've lived in Utah now for about five years. And I would say that my genre is, it's a mix between alternative pop and it also could be some forms of alternative rock. Some of my biggest influences are Paramore and Alanis Morissette. Um, I'm trying to move more into more alternative pop of, for instance, Fletcher. So that's kind of where we're at right now. Again, I'm an independent artist, but I have a band that backs me. I couldn't do what I do without them. So I have a bass player, Saul, and I have a guitar player named Clark. And my drummer's name is Tyler Adams. Um, If I'm being honest, I moved because I got in a relationship (laughs) that didn't work out. (laughs) But uh, yeah, I lived in Oregon my whole life. And I ended up moving randomly to Memphis, Tennessee. It's a super long story, but... I moved to Memphis, Tennessee. Um, I ended up moving back to Oregon, and that's when I got in that relationship. She was from here in Utah, and so I ended up moving out here. And yeah, it was kind of a culture shock when I first got here. All I've known is Oregon my whole life, and then I moved to Memphis, which was very eye-opening as well. Spent all my high school years there, did a year and a half college, then moved back to Oregon and now in Utah for five years, which is crazy to say. While I was in Portland, before I moved to Utah, I I went and I did my first small gig ever. I remember thinking that my whole life I've always really loved performing. I'm actually a very, very shy person when you meet me. But when I'm on stage, I am a totally different person. You know, people come watch me and they're like, oh my gosh, like you are so different on stage. You know, you're so open and vulnerable and, you know, you're... You're just much more embraced, I guess. Like, I I get to embrace myself a little bit more. I get to be sexy, and I get to be all of these things that I've really strived to be my whole life. And so it's a very fun thing for me to do, but I don't know. I question, I wonder if maybe music would have been different for me. I'm not too sure. 
I would like to believe that I am uh, like my drive is is there that I would have kept doing it but yeah moving to Utah is what like moved the needle for me Everything kind of started for me in high school. I was gifted my first guitar. I started playing that on my own in my room. I was really shy about it. Um, I would hum along to songs. I didn't even know I had a voice. I, I didn't even try using it until I was probably 22. So going from high school all the way to past college into being a little baby adult. I just, I couldn't really, I couldn't read music. I couldn't read tabs I just would have like my guy friends teach me certain songs that I really liked and then I would take it from there and I would learn a chord or I'd say oh that's how you make you know a D that's how you make an E minor when I was about 22 I attended my first open mic in Oregon and I'll never forget it I had so many people come out and support me which was amazing in itself that um, without them even knowing (laughs) they came out to support me and I will be completely honest with you I'm not gonna play it off like it was good because it was terrible I'll remember it for the rest of my life because it was one of the most humiliating moments of just really putting me in my place of like you have a lot of room to grow here like you're not just gonna pop in here and and know what you're doing you have to practice you have to Um, Yeah, I think I just in that moment learned what the dedication was going to take. So yeah, this huge crowd of people's like watching me and, and I have this realization. In the meantime, I get in a relationship and we end up moving to Utah. I joined a hard rock band in Salt Lake. I was living in Spanish Fork at the time, so I'm driving like an hour out to to work with these guys they're all dads (laughs) they have kids and I was just like oh yeah like this is it I'm in a band like I felt so cool I was like the lead singer of this band I was like I am Paramore (laughs) but it wasn't that at all it was actually a super hard rock band the guys are really really talented but obviously their timeline just didn't match up with mine I am someone who's very much a a go-getter I when I want something I really push for it and I dedicate my time and efforts to it and I had made a conscious decision I just told them I said look like I want to go perform I want to go out and I want people to hear us I have lyrics that I want people to hear and they were so supportive and they were like you can do this keep going go out there do your thing you're gonna do awesome I saw an ad on Facebook for Belle Jewel, who's from The Voice, and she was giving out voice lessons. And I just messaged her and said, hey, like, I'd be interested, you know, like, I'm trying to grow as an artist. And she messaged me back and was like, that would be awesome. Let's do it. I had never heard of her before. Didn't know how much of a big deal she was until um, I started looking up her music and I was super impressed and I honestly looked up to her a lot and through our time working together I always say this before some of the songs I play is that I think it takes one person to believe in you and that person might be yourself for me that person was Belle she I'll never forget the moment that 
I'd written my first song and I gave it to her and she listened to like a line that I'd written. I didn't, I didn't even write the whole song yet. And she started crying and she was just like, Michaela, you have to keep going. You have to keep doing this. You know, you're talented. Like you have to keep doing it. And it was the monumental moment for me of like, I've got something and I can do this. I know I can. I really just put my head down into music. I wrote a handful of songs. I recruited a guitar player. I knew that I wanted to stay an independent artist and that I wanted a band that backed me because I love the authenticity and the rawness of a band. That's where we're at. And like, that's where I'm at in my life is that we've gotten these amazing opportunities, which I'll talk about in a little bit. But I feel like we're moving the needle and we're kind of coming to another big step up in artistry and music and moving the needle for Micah. My whole life has been a trial of obstacles and it's been constantly things thrown my way and I've always seen it as a test of, are you gonna give up? Are you done? You know, and there have definitely been moments in my life where I've questioned that, like, you know, I've lost both my parents. I've lost a sister. I don't have a lot of family. I don't have any family, really. I'm adopted. I've been in foster care. There have been a lot of things in my life that have told me no. I'm, I'm not supposed to, like, I'm, statistically, I shouldn't be here. Like, that's, at the end of the day, I don't feel like I beat the odds of life. I feel like, honestly, when I say that I think it takes one person to believe in yourself, I think growing up in my life, that one person was me. I believed in myself and that I knew that I had much more to give to this world and whether that's lyrics, whether that's love to a partner or whether that's friendship or making someone laugh, I stay busy all the time and I think that that's kind of my purpose. Pick Your Poison is pretty close to my heart because it was the first song that I ever wrote and it was the first song that I ever had produced. The story behind it is that, so my mom was an alcoholic and a drug addict and my whole life I protected her. My whole life I stood up for her. 
Um, she was my best friend. And she had the heart of an angel. She was gold, like one of the few people in this world that didn't deserve to go. And I mean, whether it was a healthy relationship between us or not, you know, looking back as an adult, it really wasn't fair to me, but I loved her very, very much. And she had called me one day while I was at work and I was working this like crappy job in a cubicle. And I remember I went outside and I answered the phone and she was drunk and I couldn't really understand her. And I just, at this point, I'm living in Utah. I'm just like, man, I am so done. I'm so done with this. I can't anymore, you know? And anyway, we had it out over the phone for the nine millionth time, the same conversation. I went up to my cubicle and I was so fuming. I was fuming and I just picked up a pen and I just wrote, pick your poison. You can choose to lose me or you can let go of the one thing that you've never been able to let go of and have me. I think Don't Want to Give Up is really this powerhouse of a song for me, declaring that my whole life, I've always felt like I've been very independent. I've pushed through, you know? I, I, people may have think I beat the odds, but I just really think it's always come down to I'm not going to give up, you know, and it's been me, myself and I up here in my head. And um, when I wrote that song, I started that song took me years to write. It's interesting because when I first started working with Belle, uh, she was telling me about her experience on The Voice like one of the first lines in the song is actually more so about her experience of being in this hotel room. It was more of like an exercise of writing about things that you're talking about or like writing about. Then it, I realized that it actually was about me. Like one of the first lines is, how did I get here, you know, in these four white walls? And it's like, that can be interpreted as your mind. How did I get here? Or like, that can be interpreted as when I'm standing at a venue or a festival and I'm just looking around and I'm like, dude, how did I get here? I'm so surprised at myself that I was able to not give up and, and become this. How much How You Make Me Feel was written before I met my current partner. It actually wasn't about anybody specifically. It was more of this fantasy of really stepping into my feminine self, really stepping into being sexy and sexual, honestly, um, and diving into what that looked like in music for me. I have always worked with the same producer and 
I had a guy reach out. Um, his name's Corey Scott. He was like, hey, you know, like, would you be interested in writing a song together? And I'm like, sure. I had no idea what we were going to come up with. And man, he came to my house and he's like playing guitar. He's like on his computer and he's like humming these things. And all of a sudden, hmm, 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 hmm. And I was just like, ooh, that's a bop. And I'm like, what if we made it like super sexy? We ended up, you know, staying up for hours, just getting it right. And that's one of the most popular songs is How You Make Me Feel. And I think it's because we really put a lot of time and dedication into perfecting it. And a lot of that credit goes to Corey. You're about to hear How You Make Me Feel. You said to keep this low. You guys can find me on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Spotify, SoundCloud, all the places where you stream music. You can find me there at Micah Music. 
you'll see all of our upcoming gigs that we have and one that I really want to highlight that I'm really proud of. Um, we are humbled that we got invited to be a part of Battle of the Bands for their winter season and that is on December 9th at 8 o'clock p.m. at Valor in Provo, Utah. And we will be up against three other bands that night, the preliminaries and yeah, it's super important that you guys show up and that you support musicians, that you support artists. The more people, the more points we get. So I would love to see you guys there. I would love to have you come up and say hi to me. Let's talk. Let's talk about life and all the things. Our second gig that we have coming up is at Ice House, and that's in Murray on January 6th. Again, if you go follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Spotify, all the places, um, we would love to see you out at a gig. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for believing in us thank you for supporting us we couldn't do this without you guys so we love you and thank you i will not live my life being dictated by lies with dry eyes i am now emancipated see now i told you don't say i didn't warn you no more tears from my eyes sit back and watch me rise if you enjoyed this episode of sound waves please take 60 seconds to rate and review us on itunes Did you enjoy this episode of Slug Soundwaves? You and the local community can continue to enjoy Slug Mag's content for free, but please consider making a one-time or ongoing contribution. Each contribution, no matter how big or small, helps support Slug's creation of thoughtful media coverage on SLC's music, arts, events, and community subcultures. Head over to slugmag.com donate to make your contribution today.